You're listening to the Retro Wrestling Review Podcast. Hello everyone, I'm Gus Edwards and welcome to the Retro Wrestling Reviews Podcast. On today's show, we're going to be looking at WWF Wrestling Challenge from the 6th of December 1986. For those of you who are new to the show, every Tuesday we review a show that's been requested by a listener. This week's show was requested by Melissa in Arlington, Virginia. Thanks for the request, Melissa. Hopefully you enjoy the show. If you have a particular show you want to have reviewed then please get in touch with me at retroreviews at hotmail.com. If you've missed any of the previous shows, then they're all up in the archives, so check them out. Let's go on with today's show. Wrestling Challenge, 6th of December 1986. The intro says, The recognised symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. It's amazing how long the term sports entertainment's been around now. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan do a short introduction. Much more subtle and reserved than I expected. We then get the intro package, followed by Monsoon telling us who will be on the show. We'll see Kamala, The Heart Foundation, Coco Beware, The British Bulldogs in six-man tag action with Billy Jack Haynes against the Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov and Butch Reed. First though, we go to London, England for an interview with Andre the Giant, whose suspension has been lifted. They go to a very English man who announces that Andre's suspension has been suspended. An interesting choice of words. Andre's there for an interview and I'm going to play this for you now. London for the World Wrestling Federation and big news just in from WWF headquarters World Wrestling Federation President Jack Tunney has just announced that the controversial suspension of Andre the Giant has been suspended. That's right, Andre the Giant now free to return to World Wrestling Federation action and we're very lucky to have with us in London today Andre the Giant. It's great to see you Andre. It's great to be back believe me so you're about to return to the World Wrestling Federation action. That uh, must have been a tough time for you being away. It's a tough time, but uh, I got to surprise all the wrestling fans. And believe me, I got to have a big surprise for you. I'll be back all the way, just like I used to compete before. You've had a good time in Europe, but obviously you've missed all your pals at the WWF. I had a very good time. And what I did, I don't go to disappointed wrestling friends. I think the wrestling friends will be happy what I did during that time. I was suspended. But now I'm more than happy to be back in the ring. And against anybody, anywhere, believe me, I'll be there. You're not in a position to tell us anything about what you've been doing here in Europe. This is a big surprise for wrestling fans, and you are still keeping it very much under your hat at this time. I don't know what against who I'm going. I don't know in what city. But believe me, I'm still watching WWF even in London. I still got the TV from the US. That's great. I'm sure there are many, many fans of the WWF who'll be thrilled to hear that Andre the Giant is returning to World Wrestling Federation action. We come back and go straight to the ring for six-man action. This match starts without any introductions. We have Pedro Morales, Hillbilly Jim and Tito Santana on one side against everybody's favourite jobber, Canada's favorite, Canada's greatest athlete, Iron Mike Sharp, 
Barrio, who's Barry Orton, the uh, brother of Cowboy Bob Orton and of the uncle of Randy Orton, and Brian Costello. There's a quick action match, and Sharp and Barrio gets some offence in, before targeting Costello, who then gets dominated and finished off with a bear hug by Hillbilly Jim. We then cut to a segment called Wrestler's Rebuttal with Bobby the Brain Heenan and the King Harley Race. Heenan and Race are upset that despite being the King, Harley Race has never been on the cover of the WWF magazine. Okay then. Next up, we have the Honky Tonk Man, who is still upset over the WWF fans vote. I believe this was after his failed babyface run in his debut and he was booed out the building. So they did a fans vote. Are you for the Honky Tonk Man or against him? Obviously against one by a landslide. Hungy here is saying he even went to Jack Tunney's office and counted the votes himself because he couldn't believe that the fans voted in favour of him. He says next week he's going to have a very big surprise for the fans. We go back to the ring and we have Kamala versus Jack Foley, who's announced by Mel Phillips as being £146. Foley, of course, is Mick Foley, who would then go on to be one of the biggest stars of all time. Monsoon clarifies that the weight was incorrect and it should be £253, but unfortunately he refers to Foley as Kurt Hoffman and continues to do that for the rest of the match. Not the best start for a future Hall of Famer. This doesn't last long, Kamala hits a big splash and then he follows it up by going to the top rope and coming off with another splash. Monsoon again refers to Foley as Kurt Hoffman as Foley's been taken out on a stretcher. Ken Redsnick is backstage with Bobby Heenan, asking how much it costs to purchase the contract of Hercules from Slick. He says that's none of anyone's business. They talk about how Hercules is getting bigger and bigger since Heenan took over, and how did that happen? Heenan says plenty of steroids. I'm just kidding, he said more working out and better training. To ringside, and they show Foley still being taken out on the stretcher. And we cut to Gene Okerlund, who's at the home of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And he's interviewing Ricky's wife Bonnie regarding Ricky's throat injury at the hand of Randy Savage. Bonnie says that Ricky might not be able to wrestle again, and they have to wait on the doctor's decision. We come back to ringside and Don Morocco and Bob Orton Jr. come out, but they come out to Roddy Piper's bagpipe music. Morocco and Orton are wearing kilts for extra heat. The jobbers are Mario Mancini and Max Blue. Not much to this match, Morocco hits a perfect tombstone pile driver though on Blue for the win. It's Ken Resnick time again and he's with Billy Jack Haynes. Haynes starts off by saying that Resnick is the best announcer in wrestling today. They then talk about Danny Davis costing him a match recently for the Intercontinental title against Randy Savage. Very soft-spoken promo here from Haynes. He kind of looks like a guy that probably should run and rave, but it's very, um, very soft-spoken. We then cut to Blackjack Mulligan, who's apparently on his way back to the WWF, and gives a promo while sitting on a wagon. There's tag team match next, and it's the Hart Foundation, Brett the Hitman Hart and Jim the Anvil Nightheart, along with Jimmy Hart. As typical on this show, they spell Brett's name with two T's. Bob Boyer and Salvatore Balomo are the opponents. 
and the hearts would easily with their heart attack finisher on Boyer. We go straight to the next match, and it's Coco Beware against Rick Renslow, or as Gorilla calls him, Rick Rickshaw, until he then corrects him. It's not been a good week this week for names. Coco's entrance is cut out, I'm assuming this is something to do with music rights. Another easy one here as Coco hits a top rope drop kick followed up with a brain buster. Mean Gene Okerlund is with the referee Danny Davis and they talk about his involvement in the match between Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat. I'll play this for you now. Well, we all know what went down in the matchup between Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and the Macho Man Randy Savage, but what on earth did Danny Davis, why did he have to stick his nose in? Ask him. With me at this time, World Wrestling Federation official referee, Danny Davis. Recently, Mr. Davis, you were involved in a very controversial match involving Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and the Intercontinental Champion, Macho Man Randy Savage. Now, I happen to know for a fact that the official referee assigned to that match was none other than Dave Hebner. Yet, for some reason, you interjected yourself. Exactly why, Mr. Davis, were you there? That's none of your business. Mr. Davis, I don't feel that's that's quite adequate. As that sensational match between these two tremendous athletes progressed, once again, you chose to interject yourself as these two men went at it tooth and nail. I thought it was the right thing to do. You thought it was the right thing to do? Exactly. For the record, Mr. Davis, let me point out the sensational career of Ricky, the Dragon Steamboat, right now is in jeopardy. This man who is revered by millions throughout the world, suffering a very serious injury to his larynx. This man may never wrestle again. Is there any guilt? Are there any reservations within you yourself that you may be in part responsible for the end to Mr. Steamboat's career? Not at all. The way I figure it, that's the breaks. Well, in my opinion, and I think the American public deserves some answers, you're giving me nothing. I think you've lost all sense of objectivity. And this isn't the first time that this man has been embroiled in controversy. Who are you? Back to the ring, and it's the main event. A six-man tag team match that Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov and Butch Reed with Slick against the British Bulldogs and Billy Jack Haynes. As usual, Volkov gets a huge heat singing the Russian national anthem, but that's then cut off by the Bulldogs' music. Bulldogs are the tag team champions here, and they've got their mascot Matilda who chases after the heels. There's one blown spot, which is between Volkov and Dynamite, as Dynamite goes to duck a clothesline, but he goes under the wrong arm and he just bounces off of Volkov. The match breaks down into a six-way, and Slick hits Haynes with his cane, and that lets Reed get the pin. We go back to Ken Resnick, and he's with Slick, and he asks Slick how much money Bobby Heenan paid him for Hercules, and Slick says that's nobody's business. We go back to Monsoon and Heenan to wrap up the show, and they let us know that next week we will see the Intercontinental Champion, the Macho Man Randy Savage, in action along with the return of Dangerous Danny Spivey and Mike Rotunda, also Roddy Piper, The Snake Pit, and the returning Adrian Adonis. Well, this was a show of not many good matches. Everything was pretty much a showcase, even the main event only went three or four minutes. The show did move on storylines though, with Andre's suspension being lifted. Of course, the story will culminate in the WrestleMania 3 main event against Hulk Hogan. 
We had the confirmation, I guess, of the heel turn of the Honky Tonk Man. And an update on Ricky Steamboat's injury as well as the heel referee, Danny Davis. The highlight of the show was seeing Mick Foley in action, despite being squashed literally by Kamala and having his weight and name mixed up. On next week's show, we jump forward six years and we'll look at WWF superstars from the 25th of April 1992. This show will feature a main event of The Undertaker vs The Berserker. Also in action will be Ric Flair, The British Bulldog, Shawn Michaels, The Natural Disasters and much more. On this coming Sunday show, not only will we be reviewing Mid-Atlantic and Mid-South Wrestling as usual, we'll also be reviewing World Class Championship Wrestling for the first time. These three shows will all be coming from the 2nd of January 1982. Thanks again for listening to the show. If you've enjoyed it, then please subscribe, leave a review and tell a friend. Take care of yourself and I'll talk to you again soon.